Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 4. We are going through a sermon series on the life of Moses. We're so glad you're able to join us. Today is Resurrection Sunday. It is Easter, April 4th. This morning we had a wonderful worship experience. Jesus Christ is alive. The tomb is empty. We experience victory through the Lord. And tonight I'm going to be able, I think, to show just like Moses had these signs from God, just like Moses experienced this special touch and answers from the Lord, Jesus also gives us a sign, and that sign is an empty tomb. And we're going to look at that in a little bit in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. So tonight's scripture, go ahead and open up your Bibles this evening. Exodus chapter 4, and then Matthew chapter 12. That's going to be tonight's message with that. You know, I, I had hoped to bring a staff, because we're going to see here where Moses took his staff, and he threw it down, and it became a snake. And I was going to do a demonstration of throwing down a staff and seeing, it, uh, seeing what would happen, but I didn't, I didn't have the staff to actually bring. So you think about that. Do you have a walking stick or a cane or some type of uh, golf club, something you could use to prop up, something you could use to walk with? And all of a sudden you throw it down on the ground and lo and behold, it becomes a serpent. And the Bible says Moses ran he got away from that serpent. And we always wonder what, wonder what type of serpent it was. And we don't know uh, what type of serpent it was. I would probably lean towards the fact that he ran from it meant it was probably a venomous serpent, venomous snake. And there in Egypt, we know that cobras, that was kind of their symbolic sign. And they certainly had, have cobras in Egypt, especially back then. So it could have been a cobra. It had to obviously be enough to scare Moses. So that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. We're going to look at how the Lord took all these objections that Moses would offer, especially that staff, because the same staff that became a snake, he would hold over the Red Sea and with the Lord's power, part the Red Sea. So powerful scripture passage we're going to see tonight. Verse 1, Moses answered, What if they don't believe me? And will not obey me, but say, the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord asked. So this is an excuse. He's saying, what, what, what am I going to do if they don't listen? The Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? What is, what's in your hand, Moses? What are you holding? What do you got, got there? I'll, I'll use a David Dale mic stand. He's holding his staff. And he, he holds it up. He says, I've got my staff. He says, throw it on the ground. I'm not going to throw this on the ground. And, and Moses threw the staff on the ground. Look at this. It became a snake. And he ran from it. So obviously, that was not what he was expecting. Because remember, the first few things that had happened. He's talking to a burning bush. Moses gave some objections. Talked about wanting to know the Lord's name. Wanting to know about his qualifications. And he was just struggling with um, if the Lord's, if Pharaoh is going to allow, God's going to free the people. So Pharaoh is going to allow them to go and worship 
on that mountain, Mount Horeb there, Mount Sinai. And now the signs are going to start coming. First, we had the excuses. We overcame excuses. We get, received the Lord's name. I am who I am. That's, that was the last, last Sunday night's message. That's Exodus chapter 3. So now we're getting into deeper levels of excuses. And now we're seeing the Lord saying, okay, I'm going to start giving you some real signs. And the first sign, and the sign, there was power with Moses' staff all throughout his ministry. This staff was the staff of God. And then here it is, is a snake. And then verse 4, it says, The Lord told Moses, stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail. Do you pick up snakes? I know there's a gentleman in our church who does pick up a snake. And I've gone, I've been in the woods hiking with him. He walks up and he picks up a snake. He makes sure they're not venomous snakes. But Moses is told by the Lord, you reach down and you grab that, you grab that snake and you pick it up. And then it became, what happens? It becomes a staff again. Hopefully, hopefully, obviously, picking up by the tail is probably a venomous snake, very likely. This will take place. So it says he stretched out his hand and he caught it. And it became a staff in his hand. So all of a sudden it comes back to becoming his staff. Gosh, I'd be scared to touch that thing. You knowing it earlier, it was a snake. This will take place, he continues, so they will believe... That the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Meaning, God is showing this sign to Moses that this staff will become a snake so that they know that I am the Lord. In addition, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside of his cloak. And when he took it out, his hand was diseased. You know, a lot of times we think of leprosy, but it might, the Bible does not say it was leprosy. It was some type of skin disease. And it was resembling snow. So he's taking it. He puts it in his cloak, in his pocket. He puts it right here and he pulls it out. And he's got a, a, a serious skin disease. And he's showing, the Lord is confirming to Moses that he is the Lord. And then he took it out, and he says, put your hand back inside your cloak. And when he took it out, it become like the rest of his skin. If they will not believe you, and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. second sign was his hand becoming uh, uh, like snow. So the first one is this attack by other creatures, a venomous snake. The second one we see is illness, becoming a leper. Great fear with that. Verse 9, And if they don't believe even these two signs, or listen to what you say, take some water from the Nile and pour it on dry ground. The water you take from the Nile will become blood on the ground. So you take your diet, Dr. Pepper here, you take your water from the Nile River, and you go pour it on the ground. As it hits the ground, it becomes blood. There was this need for water. The Nile River is the life of Egypt. And Moses is being told by the Lord, I will turn the Nile into blood. And that was one of, uh, one of the, um, the plagues that occurred later on. We'll, we'll get, to get into that. So, um, obviously, the water you take from the Nile will become blood on the ground. So, these are the three signs. The staff into the snake... The hand into becoming leopardous and picking up 
Nile water and pouring it on the ground, and it becomes blood. That's the sign that's to be for Pharaoh to show that it's time to let my people go. Now, the goal of signs we see here is to prompt faith and obedience. So we need to be aware. We need to know the same. We need to have the same type of faith and obedience in the Lord. And we get this sign. Actually, Jesus tells us what sign we need to have as well. And that's why you need to go ahead and keep your finger here in Exodus chapter 4 and flip over in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Let's see Jesus' sign. Jesus tells us a sign in Matthew 12, verses 38 through 40. Because we celebrated this morning. We celebrate it today. Remember, Easter is the time of the resurrection. Jesus came out of the tomb the first day of the week. It was Sunday morning, and all of a sudden, the tomb is empty. The first women to see, the first people to see Jesus were the women there at the tomb. They had gone to anoint his body, and they meet an angel. Then they meet the Lord. And Jesus spoke to, spoke to them. The women worshiped Jesus with that. Look here in your Bible. Matthew 12, 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, these scribes and Pharisees are coming up to Jesus and they're saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered them, An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of a huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. There it is. What is the sign from Jesus? Jesus says his sign that he gives is the sign of the resurrection. What we observe today, just like Moses' sign was his staff, the water, he had these signs as well. Jesus' sign is he was in the body of the, he was in the tomb, he was in the earth for three days and three nights, and he came back to life. God gives us signs to confirm his obedience and his promise to us. It goes on to say here that we now are about to have a shift to the excuses. The Lord, um, he's going to have to overcome these. God has made, given him all these signs, and now we're about to see the real truth the real heart of the matter. Moses just doesn't want to do it. When God calls, when God asks, when God expects us to do something, you know, he, he wants, he gives us signs, he gives us a sense of peace, he gives us confirmation, but now we're at the point, we're at this uh, dividing line where Moses, it's just time for him to obey. God calls us to obey him. And look what God's word says here. This is where we see real Moses' real heart. So when the Lord has put someone or placed something on your heart, now think about what would be obedience for us today. Maybe obedience this Easter's. Maybe some of you need to come back to church. You've been out of church a while. Some of you need to start tithing. God places on our heart. God calls us to tithe. God wants to be the Lord over our finances. And it says here in verse 10, but Moses replied to the Lord. So here's, here's the real Moses coming out. Moses replied to the Lord. Please, Lord, 
I've never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you've been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. He's saying, God, I'm not a good speaker. How on earth can I go appear before Pharaoh and be the spokesman for you when I do not have good communication skills? I do not have the skill set to be able to speak on your behalf. You are the Lord, and I am Moses. And look how God overcomes these objections. The Lord said to him, Who placed a mouth on humans? Who created your mouth? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. God is looking for us to just go do it. He gives us the words. He will teach us. The greatest challenge with many of us is just, a lot, uh, just disobedience. We're not willing to do it. And I think for us, we're thinking, I can't relate to this. I'm not going to Pharaoh. I'm not speaking on behalf of a bunch of people. For us, it could be as something as simple as stepping up and serving in our church. It could be a volunteering to do something. To raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm willing to do this. It might be men for some of you. Maybe you've been tapped and said, have you considered praying about being a deacon? Will you be willing to serve? It might be an upcoming children's ministry or helping out. Or serving on a committee. Just you're, you're willing to do something. And you want to see the Lord. You want to see the best interest of the gospel being advanced. You want to see um, missions, our city being reached. You're willing to give to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, which wraps up today. It's Easter. You're giving to reach our nation, uh, North America, the United States, with the gospel. And God is just looking for us to say, will you be my voice? Can I speak through you? I made your mouth. And he goes on to say, I will help you speak. I will teach you what I say. The best teacher we have is the Lord. Moses said, now here it is. Lord, please, send someone else. Just, I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't, I'm, I'm not. I know you've overcome every single objection. You've turned my staff into a snake. My hand has become white as snow. The water, Nile River has become blood. You've created my mouth. You told me your name. I don't want to go, God. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm old. My, my time is up. I've put in too much. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? Like you've got a brother who's three years older than you. Is he your brother? Because you're just, I'm not getting anywhere with you, Moses. I know that he can speak well. And also he's on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both of you. 
both you and him, to speak and will teach you both what to do. He will speak to the people for you. He will serve as a mouth for you, and you will serve as God to him. And take this staff in your hand that you will perform the signs with. The Lord's anger burned against Moses. There just comes to a point where Moses was being disobedient, and God... It's just, he's mad. He's disappointed. He said, Moses, why won't you obey? What is, what is the holdup? Just, just take action. Just, just take obedience to what I'm calling you to do. And I think for us, many ways, that step of faith saying, Lord, I'm just, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do what you're asking. Lord, you are calling and equipping me to be your servant. And a lot of times we want a Moses. We want an Aaron to serve. A Moses over here is making excuses and Aaron is over here is coming along and helping us out. We needed, Moses needed his brother. Moses would go to basically tell Aaron what to say and Aaron would say it because Moses had sluggish speech. He stuttered. He, couldn't, he didn't have eloquent voice. And I think for us, this Easter season, today's Easter, tomb is empty. Jesus' sign is that he came out of the grave. He was buried. He was in the grave for three days and three nights. The sign of Jonah. It's interesting about Jonah. There's only two prophets in the Bible that gave excuses, that ran, that rebelled against their calling. Number one is Moses. Number two is Jonah. The very prophet that was God used to describe Jesus' being in the earth for three days and three nights, being buried and resurrected. Here he is. Jonah was the one that is connected with Christ. He also ran from Nineveh when God called him. He had to go through a fish to get there. Here Moses has to basically have a conversation, has to have all these signs, and then has to have his brother come help him. And the Lord's anger is burning against him. We don't want to be like Moses. When God places something on your heart, you want to take action. You say, Daniel, even get more specifically with that. Listen, if God wants you, you go to a restaurant and you feel the Lord has placed in your heart, you need to pay for that person's meal, you should do it. If God wants you to... Um, help someone out, buy something, a random act of generosity, pass out a gospel tract, any prompting of advancing the good news of the gospel, any prompting of seeing the Lord furthered and the message, the gospel news being proclaimed, we need to act on that. Moses had to go through this experience and had to have Aaron come help him because of disobedience. Every time he saw Aaron through this whole process, it was an act of disobedience and a reminder of what, why he needed to be there. Aaron's plan was not the original plan of God. That was because of the excuses. The Lord's plan in your life, the Lord's plan 
is for us to be a great witness for him. Do you know one of the great things we see here is Moses comes to the point where he says, please, Lord. He even calls him Lord. That word Lord, that is the word Yahweh Lord that is used. Yahweh Lord, that's the Lord's name. I am Yahweh. Please send someone else. And he's calling him Lord. Yet, even though he is the Lord, Moses is not living as if he's the Lord. Moses is not responding to his lordship. Lordship means I am going to obey what God has told me to do. And for some of you, this Easter, God has told you, God has commanded you that you need to repent and you need to believe in the gospel. You might be calling, the, you might be calling God Lord, but he's not the Lord of your life. Meaning you do not obey, you are not responding to what he says. I'm asking you tonight, I'm asking you this Easter to make Jesus the Lord of your life. There is no better day to give your life to Christ than on Easter Sunday. There is no better time to respond to the good news of the gospel then on the day of resurrection. Do you want to be alive with Christ? Do you want the Lord to be in your life? I want you to, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I want you to respond. If you feel led, I want you to respond to the gospel tonight. <clears throat> you bow your head and pray along with me. Dear Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I come in obedience. Lord, you have called and I respond. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for the empty tomb. Lord, I'm yours. From this day on, I live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you responded to Jesus Christ, I want to hear from you. Fill out our online connection card. Send me an email. Call our church office. And you can take the steps this Easter of becoming a believer and, and living for the Lord the rest of this year. No better day to give your life to Christ than on the day of the sign. Moses' sign was his staff. Our sign for us is the empty tomb, as Matthew chapter 12 tells us. Just as Jesus is in the ground three days and three nights. And that represents, for just like Jonah, it's just like Jesus. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful Easter. I hope the Lord is alive in your life and he's doing wonderful things. I will see you. We meet here online every single Sunday night at 6 p.m. We are going through the book of Exodus. We are studying God's word and seeing what the Lord has in for us. God bless you. I hope to hear from you. See you next week.